You're listening to In the Open, a Mental Health America podcast, a space where we explore mental health and navigate the challenges of life through honest and candid conversation. Hi, everyone. We're back for another session of In the Open. It's America, and I have Teresa here with me. Hey, everybody. So um, today we are going to be talking about asking for help, something that Teresa and I both struggle with on a daily Seriously, <laughs> we are the worst role models. Yeah, asking for help very important. Why do we struggle? Let's start okay. there. Okay, so when when I think about asking for help, like even even asking someone to help me bring groceries in, do you struggle mm. with that level of asking for help? I do, in that I don't want to deal with the hassle. Oh, interesting. That I'm like, you know what? There's no point. I just might as well do it myself. But okay. that that speaks to control issues. So yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so why don't you like asking for help? Because then it it becomes this whole thing. It's like, oh well, why do you need help? You could have planned better for it. And I'm like, dude, if I'm asking for help, it's because I didn't plan for this. So therefore, I need help. Mm. You see, so that's see that so makes sense because your narrative in your brain that everybody always told your life is that America had everything together. <laughs> yeah. So asking for help goes against that narrative. Yeah. I feel guilt. Really? No, I yeah. don't feel guilt. <laughs> I'm imposing on someone. Mm. I'm like causing them burden by me needing help. Dude, that's completely tied to your worldview where you never like you just you don't want to rock the boat. You don't want to ask too many questions. Yeah. Man, that's so funny. That's where we're coming from. Okay. Okay, we're done. <laughs> um, <laughs> check in next week, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when do, when is the first time in your life you remember asking someone for real help for the first time? Do you remember? No? You're like always asking. <laughs> the first time. Um, I have an older brother, so... He, immediately he was one of the first people that came to mind yeah. where if I was really struggling with something, I would ask for help. Yeah. That's interesting. So like when you think about when you really needed help, knowing who you're going to call on yeah, tells you a lot about your people. <laughs> yeah. Immediately. Yeah. I had a situation last night where I needed help and I almost didn't know who to call. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh man, what if I didn't have somebody? <laughs> What if I didn't have somebody, you know? Mm -hmm. I was like really glad that I had changed things around in my life where I had somebody to call. Yeah. When was the earliest time that you asked for help? When I got in trouble. Like, and it was, it's really interesting because like, it's not like I went to go solicit help, but clearly I got in trouble with the law <laughs> and it was a triggering event, you know? Mm -hmm. It was the first time people started paying attention and going like, oh, God, we can't ignore this person. <laughs> like, Teresa is basically ignored and now we can't ignore her. But the first time I felt like I really got help, I mean, like real meaningful change help, I think was at church. How old were you, though? 17. Did you ask for the help? I did not. Okay. then, And maybe that's what like being around – that's when I got help. So when did I ask for help? The first time I went to therapy. Okay. So before that, like, oh, I need to go to therapy. How did you get there? You just one day were like, oh, I need to go to therapy. 
No, no, I was I I knew I needed help. But okay. it was the first time I made a big gesture to go get help for stuff. Okay. Big things, you know. I mean, obviously, I'm not talking about little things. Yes, we talked about groceries and like but the first time you disclose, like when I say church, it was the first time in my life that I disclosed I was not okay. Okay. So I didn't ask for help. I just I just acknowledged that I was screwed up. Yeah, you like it's the first inkling of something's going on. I think something needs to be done about this. I may need some help. I don't yeah. really know what that means. But and at yeah. that point, I'm spilling. Like it's obvious mm-hmm. <laughs> that I that you know one needs help. But I think for most of otherwise life, you learned how to just bottle it up. And maybe that's part of what you're saying. You know, like my reason for not as well was I feel like a burden. So right. I am just going to make myself absolutely invisible to the whole world. That's interesting. That. Your your point of reference is this idea of coming to the realization that you needed help, even if it's just an inkling. In my brain, where it automatically goes to is moments of like distress where I recognize like, I don't have answers. Somebody has to help me here. And so I went and sought that out. Like I literally had a conversation. Yeah, like all our mini rock bottoms. Yeah. It felt like that in that time, like a rock bottom, you know, mm-hmm. waking mm-hmm. up and being like, whoa, I really screwed it up now. <laughs> <laughs> just to be in that space where you're just like, oh, I can't do things on my own anymore feels so foggy. Because I don't think you just let yourself go either and be super alert about it. When you let yourself go bad, you know what I mean? <laughs> She said bad to the bone. <laughs> like fo- it was like foggy. I did not even know how I got to that space. <laughs> so when when you think about that though, and and you are kind of processing with me here, you've gone from a place of where we started with like small help, which were like the groceries, to something bigger. And what's interesting around that idea is that for us to be able to get to a place of being able to ask for big help, I feel like we have to have these primers where we start with small asks for help, where mm-hmm. one, there's an identification on our part that something I, I need assistance with X thing, even if it's something small. And with that, you build trust within yourself and then trust with someone else right? To be able to say, when I ask Teresa for help, I know she's going to show up. And then that builds to be able to then get to a point where I can definitely come to you and say, Teresa, I don't need help with the groceries. I don't need help with these tiny things. I need help with this big, humongous thing that's weighing on me. Yeah. This is why it's hard for us, neither you nor I, because, and I don't think for a lot of people, um, we don't like feeling vulnerable. Even uh, no one does, don't even like that word. Like when you say to people, you're insecure. Oh, man, dude, people just that's the fastest way to make someone's walls go up, make them defensive <laughs> to the max, you know? Yeah. Even though if you just take a step back for a second, you're like, yeah, obviously, duh, that's what is underneath. My hard demeanor is I'm afraid to look weak. Yeah, I got to say that happens to be true. I also think something that you are pinpointing is um, fear. 
when you need to ask for help, you are becoming vulnerable. So you place yourself in this position of maybe seeing, uh, being deemed weak or incapable or insecure. And automatically then you, you, these are things that I think happen in my brain where you're like, oh, well, I'm going to get dinged for not being able to do this stuff that I've been asked to do, yeah. right? So there's an insecurity about it, which then ties, it's, it's like the snowball, that one thing, one an, an additional layer is added, which in the end you're like, okay, forget it, I'm not going to ask for help because all these other things are just too much. Yeah. And I'll figure it out on my own. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part. I'll just figure it all on my own. I've gotten better at asking for help. So have I. I say that, but I don't know the last time I asked for help. I asked for help just last week, but it was not an ask without a prompt first of, of an offer for help. Oh, so somebody had to say to you, oh, can I help you? And then you accepted help, but yes. you didn't ask for help. Exactly. Exactly. I didn't actually go and say, oh, I need okay. help with this. Let me identify someone and, and seek that out. It was in the other direction. Okay. I did ask for help, but I immediately felt like I needed to return something. So I offered to pay <laughs> for the favor. Okay. Just so. okay. I mean, and when you like offer to give somebody money, people were like, that is so stupid. But I couldn't alleviate that feeling of discomfort with just asking and receiving gifts. Asking and receiving a gift without leveling the playing field is there something about putting mm. owing like a owing of <laughs> debt yeah. yeah a debt that has to be paid do you have that feeling around help um sometimes i think it depends on the relationship that i have with the person mm -hmm. there was another scenario where i saw someone was struggling and, and i i offered to help mm -hmm. and i did it because i saw they were struggling right and i didn't expect anything in return yeah. And then they gifted me something. I was like, oh, wow, that's nice. Totally unexpected. Like I didn't do this for, for this exchange. Okay. I did it because simply I could do it for you. Yeah. I think this is tied to that giving love episode we did a couple weeks ago where, oh, uh, God, uh, I don't want to give or receive. <laughs> <laughs> What's the stuck point there? For me, it's about control. It really is like I, I there's another scenario in my head where recently I asked for help, but they weren't moving fast enough. <laughs> oh, they didn't help you the way you wanted them to. Oh. Yeah. So they weren't moving fast enough. I was like, OK, I'll do it myself. And I did it. Mm. And they got upset and they were like, well, why? Why did you ask me for help then? And I was like, well, it's OK, because I told you in the middle of it, like, it's OK. I don't need your help. They're like, yeah, but. That's not the issue. The issue is you asked for help. I was doing what you asked, but you didn't have the patience to follow through with that. Dang, dude. I was dude. like, damn, man. But <laughs> it's true. It's true. And I was like, okay, yeah, I had to own that. Yeah. Why else would people not want to ask for help? Because there's this, there's inherently by you asking for help, I think there's a belief that in some way you're not capable no, we and we talked about that, right? The lack of vulnerability. But capability speaks to um it's not just vulnerability, it speaks to worthiness too, right? Cuz Yeah, I I think that in big events it definitely that if you're asking for big help, 
I think it really triggers our our vulnerabilities, our insecurities to say I I cannot do this by myself anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I guess, and when we but when we talk about little help, little help, the everyday practice of asking for help, this is where our personality seeps in. You know, like mm-hmm. our personality. Yours is control. Mine is obligation or burden. People have their things and there's something about asking for help that's tied to gift giving or giving and receiving love because I think being able to receive help is a form of receiving love. Yeah, I, I would agree. These are the little things and this is what we communicate to our friends and our family and our partners about who we are in relationship with others and the everyday little things that I think makes a fr- friendship strong or hard or feel distant, you know? Because like, if I'm always helping you and you never help me, or if people talk about that, you know, they're like, oh, that person's always a taker, you know, Mm -hmm, or like, mm -hmm. or that person never lets me help them. You said something that brought up a a thought in me. Um, If you are, if you're not in a space where you're asking for help, but others are asking you for help, are you going to keep tacking things on and being like, yeah, I can help you. I can help you. I can help you. And have that on you on top of all the other things that you have to do. Are you more likely to engage in that behavior because you don't want to feel guilty saying, no, I can't? Yeah. I think a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah. Yeah. You see that a lot. I see that a lot in people being yes people all the time, but never saying no, and then never asking for help yourself and taking on so much responsibility. And there's an interesting aspect there because I think some people like that feeling of being Mm -hmm. needed. Yeah. Even if it's a sick way. I've had people in my life who need to be needed so much, but then they also love the flip side, which is when they fall apart, they love that that's when they can get taken care of. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to help you so much, I will hurt myself. And then when I do, then then you can take care of me. Right. It's like you become a martyr because you've helped so much. Yeah, which is exhausting. It is exhausting. And I would imagine that that other side of it is, you know, for a person that continuously goes through that cycle – and sees that in somebody else, you're like, I don't have the energy to take care of you every single time that you help. And then you're like, oh, I need help. And you help. And that, you know, that's a lot. I know that there is balance in you wanting to help others receiving help. But there is two uh, what and kind of what you're talking about is like a, a sense of manipulation around that and how then that is used in, in relationships. Is this why I don't like fast for help? No, I think you can't ask for help because you just think asking for help is a burden to anybody. Okay. But but it's interest it's interesting because if you're like, "Oh, I had other models in my life where I, I saw people either I was I there are some voices in my head that said, "No one's going to help you. You only have to help yourself. There's no one that's going to help you." Then there's another voice in my head that watched people who asked for help or needed other people in a way and I was like I don't want to do that or did they talk about those people which is even weirder like you see people who you know you hear things about expectations you know Mm -hmm. like oh that person always needs something 
Oh, okay. Oh, that person always needs something. You're like, why are you talking so badly about that person who needs something? Well, I can speak from experience that um, (laughs) I've had people like that in my life that they only pop up when they want or need help. And it's under the guise of needing help. But it really isn't that they need help. They just want you to do it for them instead of actual help. Okay, so uh, let me give you a scenario. So many times throughout my career, people have come to me like, oh, can you help me with a resume? And I'm like, yeah, sure, definitely, I can do that. So because I've done it, right, for, for different people, what generally I will say is like, come to me with some, you know, here's some guidance on what you should start with. Here are a few templates, here's examples, blah, 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 get started. And then they come and they're like, oh, I didn't really do anything. You're like, okay, so instead of you actually doing the work, you just want me to do it for you. So you don't want the help. You just want me to do it. So if they asked you for help and just said, can you do it for me? Would that have been different? Yes. So how you ask for help mattered as much as asking it all. Yes. You're saying be transparent about what you need. Yes. Don't be manipulative about what you need. Yeah. I just realized that we spent this whole time talking about how hard it is to ask for help. We are only now barely tackling how to ask for help. I don't think so. I think we've identified some things. One, you have to recognize that you need help. Yeah. What does that mean? You need little help or big help? The comfort you have with – okay, so second that is like the comfort you have or the trust you have in a person that you've gone to, it's easier to just call that person up. You know you're close to someone. You just call them up to be like, I need your help. Mm-hmm. And in and, and those trusting relationships, you don't feel obligated. You don't feel attention. It's a trusting and equally loving relationship. Yeah. But we ask for help in these big ways. And I don't – it's like – it's interesting to me that you're saying like, oh, this person came up to you and maybe they were being manipulative about what they were asking. Maybe they didn't know how to ask for help. Maybe they don't feel like they could say – I just need you to write it for me because that feels like a big ask. Like, <laughs> yeah, that I, I was rolled up to you and been like, I'm, I, I can't write my resume. Can you just write it for me? I mean, you might just say no. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to be like, hey, can you help me? And then you went and told me how, but I just didn't know what you meant. Like, I okay, maybe that wasn't the best two. example. <laughs> But no, I but think I think that happens a lot. I it think does. That, that does yeah. happen a lot. So, so I mean, I think that's why in giving and receiving help, it's like giving and receiving love, like intention, but also communication and the way that the receiver is perceiving it. This all collides. Yeah. In a help seeking environment. Totally. It's complicated, especially around things like, can you help me with money? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah. Or can I come live with you? Yeah, I've had free. <laughs> I've had folks that have asked, like, can I crash on your couch? You know? Yeah. And the first I was like, how long? You know, and then you get into this place when I have to ask those questions, I um I, I feel guilt that yeah. I can't just be like, Yeah, sure. Yeah, forever open. Yeah. And even more so than if you're like, you know, if you're married, have a family, you're like, Well, I can't just make that decision on my own. Yeah. Or or even like money. So when 
So what I think we're getting with this asking for help is when you ask somebody for something, the amount that they have to give probably makes that attention point, right? Like if mm. I maybe, I don't know what it's like to be rich. So if I was rich, would I just give away all the money? I don't know. Right. But that's maybe that's like the relationship you have with the thing that you're giving. So for you, True. it's like time. Yeah, that's very experience, brain power. You know, I don't have mm -hmm. a lot. I'm giving you what I can, but you needed more. Yeah, I think that's a very good point um, that I hadn't really thought about. Sometimes people don't have the capacity for all the all different reasons to ask for help. And so maybe that's how like last week when I didn't ask for help, but somebody saw in me that I needed help. And they just offered, right? That that That's an additional layer here where you don't always have to be the one that's asking for help. And, and that receiving is also really key. And like that's the most like altruistic thing, I think, in my brain, where you just see somebody needs help, you help, and you walk away. No, no expectation of anything in return. That's where I think that having compassion for people who are homeless, this mm -hmm. is what I think about having worked with people who are homeless is like that life is the metaphor for us feeling so desperate and in a dark place that I no longer had the capacity to ask for help. Mm. And so what does it mean for us to be good humans to one another, to give help in the most desperate of situations for someone who has no voice to do that? Yeah. I do think we often will just neglect ourselves so much that someone who is attentive enough will see that you're struggling with something and will say, let me take it off your hands. Mm -hmm. In a partnership, that's like the you have the most opportunity to do that. So how much your your person is aware or around enough, like I think that getting to that place though can be a little hard because oh, yeah. it puts the onus on other people to see that. And like, as I get older, I'm trying to be better about not falling into that space <laughs> because generally by the time I've done that, it's like I've buried a hole in my couch and my <laughs> husband is like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. And, and then it's harder for me to pull out and ask for help when I'm in that dark space than, than if I can just ask for help earlier. I also think that when I'm proactive about asking for help now, which I am. I think over time, I've been able to get to a place where I, I'm more proactive about asking for help. I also recognize when I can't keep functioning at the same level that I'm functioning. And I'm like, oh, something's happening. And th those are triggers for me to say, okay, you need to either put something off your table, give it to somebody else, ask for help. And then in that way, alleviate some of that pressure. Cause that's yeah. what I feel pressure. I think this is, this is the reason why children have it the hardest. They have no control hmm. and why most people don't get help until we're old enough to pay for our own therapy and have control over insurance. Because when you're a little kid, the first thing we all tell every, all the little kids is like, oh, go find a trusted adult. And then there are no trusted adults. That's very true. So what do little kids do? I mean, I went to my friends. I basically tried to just survive until I had control and ability. I didn't have that experience, babe. I was lucky to have my brother that along all of my like childhood, if I needed help, I knew he was going to help me. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, you had your needs met. 
Because that's true. I had siblings who also helped. That's totally true. I should not discount them. Mm-hmm. And and people who did a lot of things. Yeah, even even today, right? When I'm like, yes, there's different levels of help. But when I know like I need big, big help, oh, I know I can call people. Yeah. or And people can only give you what they have. So mm-hmm. my siblings could give me time and they could give me financial support, but they did not were not capable of giving me emotional support because they didn't have it in themselves to give, you know? Like my, or my parents did not have it in themselves to give. Right. That's interesting too, because it demonstrates how, as you're identifying and thinking about how you ask for help, you also then can identify the right folks to ask for the different types of help that may come up. Right. Like, if I if I just need to vent, then I know who I can call. Mm-hmm. If I need a specific request, hey, I need you to pick me up in the middle of the night because I'm nowhere, maybe not the best person to call, right? They never pick up their cell phone or whatever. So you yeah. know what that means. And even, even as children, I think one of the best things we can do is help give them the tools to be able to identify folks that maybe with maybe outside of the circle, right? Like the trusted person. Well, who is that? You know, is it a teacher? Is it a counselor? Even your best friend. Worlds are just so much smaller. When your world is smaller and you have fewer people you can rely on, then there are fewer people you can go to for help. And, And that does make it hard too. Yeah. I do appreciate over time we've developed some things in our system from a mental health perspective that provide someone with things. Like when I was young, I think there was a suicide hotline. I know there was because somehow my friends or my family member who was there had got me on a hotline. But now we also have warm lines. Mm -hmm. And I did not have warm lines when I was little. And I didn't have the internet, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no. Oh, my God. To go look stuff up. And just, what, in the yellow pages? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yellow pages. But I think now about stuff that we have that's available for people who are just struggling, and I don't know if people know about that, but maybe this is a good final thought to plug these resources. Definitely. Like, you can call now. You can call 988 to be connected to, like, the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Uh, you can use Crisis Text Line to text and if you just want to talk to somebody because you're not, you know, thinking about taking your life, then warm lines are really cool. This is something you can look up in your state, in your county. It's called Warm Line. There's also warmline.org and they have a really good list of available phone numbers. You're just going to call the phone number and t- talk to somebody mm-hmm. and it's anonymous. So you could talk to them and then run away. Yeah. I think, too, another a space that's really useful for folks as they're exploring how to ask for help, how to navigate a conversation is, is going into, like, support groups. And that's anything from, like, the 12-step programs, you know, like AA, all the way to a support group program on Facebook, groups, all those things. Is Inspire. Yeah, Inspire, too. Inspire.com. Inspire. Mm-hmm. They have a whole and, community. And Reddit. Yeah, we can go down that rabbit hole, but I, yeah, I think right. my final, my closing thought for, for asking for help for me is it's okay to ask for help because you you need it every once in a while. You got to let that control go. For me, let that go. 
as as with all of these things, you just don't know why you're not going to do something until you ask yourself why. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe that's it. Ask yourself why you can't ask for help. What's stopping you from doing that? Is it something – is it a resource you don't have? Is it too scary? Because it could be both of those things, but they have solutions. And the worst thing that we can do for ourselves is not ask and then get to a place where it's just so hard mm-hmm. that we're falling apart. And over time, you're going to see that when you ask for help, you'll survive. <laughs> like You're going to come out of the other side of it better than you were without asking for help almost every time. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to talk to you all next week. Keep fighting in the open. Bye.